Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to another episode of Buker and Hollins, subsidiary of Buker and Friends, part of the United WeCast Network. I'm Rick Buker. You can see me on FS1. You can read me on Bleacher Report. You can follow me on Twitter at Rick Buecher and on Instagram at Rick underscore Buecher. He's Ryan Hollins. You can see him on ESPN. You can follow him on Twitter at the Ryan Hollins. And you can follow him on Instagram simply at uh, Ryan Hollins. And if I sound a little, a little salty as we start this show, it's because we, we recorded this show. And we had a pretty damn good show. Uh, the only problem was it apparently did not record. And so we are going at it one more time. And I'm going to try to change my mood as we go. And I'm going to change up. We got heavy in when we will get heavy into Team USA getting beat by France. We, will, <laughs> we went into that in so many different ways. Actually, we're going to be more concise this time around because we figured out some things as we as we went in and talked about the 89-79 loss, which uh, ended their their attempt to win three World Cups, and they're not going to medal, and uh, now they have to beat Serbia just to finish fifth, which is not the way we're used to things. Although, I, I Ryan, you had them at 70-30, uh, winning gold. I had them at 40-60, not winning gold. But but thirty percent is a healthy. There's a good possibility that they don't get it done. So with that, losing to France, eighty nine seventy nine. Are you, are you with all the headlines? Shocking loss. And I just thought, no, it's not. It's not a shocking loss. Not a shocking loss to me. Shocking loss to you. How do you define the fact that we're we're out and we're playing for fifth place? No, there's no shock at all. You, you look at those rosters and. France had the, the the more talented roster. They got the an all star tenured and a, the defensive player of the year and Rudy Gobert. And Rick, those guys have been playing together since they were sixteen or seventeen years old, bro. So uh, I don't know what else is expected. And I mean, keep in mind, I mean, this wasn't just all stars pulling out, as you mentioned earlier. These are just role players. These are just you know young up and comers. Mm-hmm. You know, ho- hopefuls. And what's tough, man, is this opportunity is not going to come back around for a couple of guys. And you wonder if this was really injury or, you know, are they not cool enough to play? Is yeah. USA basketball not cool enough if all the guys are there? Or, or do, do more teams just actually feel like they really have a chance at a championship? So I, I can't really put my finger on what it is, man. Yeah, I do feel as if there are guys that want don't, want to necessarily have to compete and or risk the possibility that they didn't make team USA 
that, that they were cut. And I know Darren Fox, I mean, I don't know that he said it. His bow out was, I, you know, he's leaving to prepare for the season. Marvin Bagley, I think, said the same thing. I've been told by Team USA people that it was, if De'Aaron had gone to Australia and he had balled out, he he would have made the team. But it was, he was not a lock, and he must have known that. And, we, and, he, and he stepped down right after they played Spain, and he only played like six minutes. And Derek White played a healthy number of minutes. And I would imagine it was, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm hypothesizing that De'Aaron looked at it and said, well, I, man, that's not good for me if it looks like I got cut in by and and beat out by Derek White. So let me take let me just jump off early. I don't like what that says about De'Aaron, and I don't it it, it bothers me that there were probably some other guys who took the same route, just didn't want to risk that. And then I think also with the World Cup, winning a gold, like I don't know how much people don't care that they didn't win didn't win gold. It was and or that they were going to celebrate these guys if they did win gold. And they should have been celebrated in a huge way if they pulled that off because as you said, it wasn't a star-studded team. But I just don't, I don't think I don't think there's a great return. I think there's way too much risk. And I think guys are afraid of what it looks like if they get beat out by somebody else that they think they're they they rank higher in as as a player in the NBA. Yeah, I've never heard it to the extent, you know, like, you know, I don't know, maybe that's Team USA's doing, that you don't want to be worded as you were cut. It's kind of like, you know, when when a guy's getting fired and he's like, you know, hey, I'm going to resign. I'm stepping down. There's a nice way to say you got fired, you know. And and I I don't think that's bad if it's coming from Team USA. But if they really just kind of big time the opportunity, Rick, I do have a problem with that. Yeah. And I, I, from the, what I, I, the sense that I get, and I, I feel as if uh, Team USA tries to make it look good for guys, tries to, you know, if they want to, they want to say they stepped away, if they want to blame an injury, if they want to do something like that, uh, Team USA is going to give him the the wherewithal to do that. Um, this is what's really going to be interesting. I had a chance to talk to Jerry Colangelo at the Las Vegas portion of the training camp and he indicated that they were going to stay young so the guys that took a pass the veteran guys um, that decided they didn't want to play in the world cup i don't know that the door is going to be open for them to play on the olympic team jerry indicated to me that they were going to go young and that they were going to stay young because they knew that they were playing back-to-back summers but the guys that committed and devoted their time this summer if they want to play on the Olympic team, they're going to get first shot. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with developing the young players, even if it means that we're not, I mean, ideally we should be meddling, but uh, if we're not winning gold, I'm okay with that because it's going to make them better. And ultimately that's going to make the NBA product better. And here's the thing. I think when we, when we, when we sent the dream team, it was to reestablish that the best basketball is played in the U S and the NBA. Mm-hmm. And then when we fell off, it was, let's put the redeem team together to prove that the best basketball is played in the NBA. Uh, and, and, and so we'll prove that through our international play. Well, now I don't know that there's the need for the NBA, for the Team USA to be the marketing arm of the NBA. The because Fans are spoiled? Well, no. Because Not just guess- to the social media era? It will but guess, to the you know player movement. 
Yeah, but but guess what? NBA players beat Team USA. <laughs> Rudy Gobert and Nicholas Batum and Evan Fournier. Those are all those are all uh all, With- all players on on France. So so they by, by Team USA losing it doesn't suggest that the NBA doesn't have the best players in the world. So I just, I don't know that there's going to be this push to get back on top. I, 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 or, I you know, the, the, the push that we had with the, the original dream team and then the redeem team. If these, if this were the Olympics, these guys would play. Who would the play? guys would come out and play. Now I know you may be missing, you know, a LeBron or somebody like that. And you know what? I believe LeBron will come out and play. He would sacrifice his summer. He'll he'll be in the next Olympics. I think that's something he's going to do as long as he can do. And he'll fall into that older Kobe Bryant type of role. And there could be a Durant or, you know, one of those guys. Or, or Well, I can't say Giannis because he plays for Greece. And one of those guys coming to, you know, take his footsteps. Right. Well, but the question is, is Jerry going to open the door for that? Because it would go against what he told me in Las Vegas. Mm, what did he, he tell you? If you he, he he said we're gonna t- I'm, we're gonna stay with the young guys. I don't believe that. Do you do you believe that? I'll believe that. Even I just I let you say it. I'm sure you let him say. It, but do you really <laughs> believe he's turning down Kevin Durant? Do you do you believe he's turning down Kyrie Irving? Do, well, do you believe he's turning down LeBron James? So here's the out. Here's the out. First of all, I don't really think LeBron wants to come back. I don't think he's gonna come back as part of Redeem Team Two. I just don't. I don't see at this stage. I'm not sure how committed to his NBA career LeBron is, much less he's going to take a summer. I mean, there's a lot of praise. He's making movies, got production. Like, is he really going to? He's not going to. He's not going to do the international thing again. He's not. I don't see that. The great out that Jerry has with someone like KD, and I don't see KD necessarily doing it, but like a Clay Thompson. He can say, well, Clay wasn't available because he was hurt. If Clay wants to get back, and let's say if he does the smart thing, which is he doesn't play at all next year for the Warriors, and the Warriors don't make this stupid attempt to try to make the playoffs, which it would be stupid to do that, and he wants to get ready for 2021, Clay does, then playing for Team USA would be a great tune-up for that playing the olympics get his game back on track play meaningful games that would be that would be perfect so i could see that and jerry could say well clay wasn't one of the guys who turned us down he wasn't available so there are a couple guys in that camp that he could go to even like a a paul george or Kawhi leonard there are plenty of guys that they could go to and skirt around what jerry said which was we're going to stay with the young guys we're not going to go back to the the guys who turned us down. So you think it's going to come in the form of a, you know, kind of an asterisk kind of, you know, he's not going to stick all the way to the guns. He'll just find a way that, well, he couldn't play. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think he's going to find a way to, to, He'll find, to make an excuse. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Come on. But, man. And, and, but I don't, again, I don't think he has, to, I mean, I don't see the need for that. Now maybe Jerry wants to do that, but it's not going to be, I've always felt like, the NBA and Team USA, even though they will tell you they're separate, I've always felt that they were connected. I've always felt they 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 worked together, and they worked together 
to promote the NBA on a global scale. That's how I saw it. But I don't believe that that's necessary anymore because Australia had four NBA players when they beat us in that exhibition game, at least four. And Serbia has three, four NBA players in their starting lineup. Spain, France. I mean, I named the the French players. We got beat. We got beat by Rudy Rudy Gobert. Is Rudy Gobert known as the center on the French national team, or is he known as Rudy Gobert as the center of the Utah Jazz and the NBA Defensive Player of the Year? Yeah, Utah Jazz. Right. (laughs) So, so he's still he this this loss by Team USA isn't a knock on the NBA game the way it would have been. 10, 15 years ago. And that's why I, I wonder agree. whether they're gonna they're they're gonna have this push to to get back on top. So um, Yeah, but it's not the Olympics, dude. If this were the Olympics, that'd be is this would be a thing. Yeah, I, I, I'm not so sure about that. I don't know that no, the, I mean, there's, there's something special. That Olympic gold medal goes on the bucket list. It, it's a Hall of Fame mentioning. It, it's 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 Carmelo Anthony, his 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 championship. Sure, they're holding on. But but, guys, all the guys that have one, I don't know that I don't know that they're Michael Phelps. Like they need two, or you know, multiples. I think I think once you I think you're right. It is on the bucket list. Any guy who doesn't hasn't done it doesn't have one. But all the major guys have one. LeBron will be back. I I'm not. I'm LeBron will be back. Are you what, are you seventy thirty on that? If you're are you seventy thirty no, on LeBron being back? LeBron will be back for the next Olympics. Are you going more? You're going higher than seventy thirty. 100%. Give me a percent. We'll Give 99. Me per- 99% LeBron 99%? James will be back at the next Olympics. You've lost your mind. LeBron James will be back. <laughs> I'm going to go. You're going he's 99. Gonna, gonna go, you're going go 99%. Full. I'm going to go. I'm taking the other. I'm going 1%. Oh, There's a 1% chance. Full, full recruit mode. He's showing up at doorsteps. No way. You thought he was recruit. You, you thought he was doing the hand over the jersey, the jersey over the mouth recruiting before. He's, he's going to make sure everybody comes no, out and plays. No way. No way. He's he might have he might, Kobe might be a coach. He's, he's going to so make an Olympic movie before he he plays in the Olympics oh, again. That ain't happening. That ain't happening. By the way, Taco Tuesday, the trademark, was rejected, and now LeBron's people are saying, "Well, it accomplished what we wanted because now LeBron can't get sued for using Taco Tuesday." And then they showed all these. I don't know who it was from his camp who said this. And then they showed all these examples of all these other uh, restaurants and whatnot using Taco Tuesday. And it's been, it's defined as a common phrase. Now, I get that. We always thought it was a common phrase. Are you buying, again, that this is four-dimensional chess by LeBron and his people? That, And yes, I'm smiling as I say this, that they did not file for the trademark in order to get the trademark they filed it in order so that they cannot be sued. He cannot be sued for using Taco Tuesday. I, I just, uh. first of all, was he making any money off of Taco, Taco Tuesday? Do those videos? I don't want to say that he wasn't. Okay, but you don't know that he was. You don't know that it, he was. It really became a thing. Do you think? Do you think, like a real, it's like a real thing. Do you think like Rick, if, they admit it, it's a real thing. 
Do you think if he was making money off of it, that we wouldn't have known about it? We would have known. In, what do you mean? You would have seen it, somehow, it, some way, you would have known that it was being monetized. You would have known that. So you're, you're, you're making sure that you're not going to be sued. <laughs> For what? For something that you could have just stopped doing if somebody sued you? Like what? What are you trying to? Are you trying to convince me? Maybe he was already. Maybe he was already getting sued. Maybe there are there are already some threats out there. I mean, the time, really, this thing got really big. Really? No, 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 no. Who's no, gonna no, sue no. him? Who's gonna? And you don't think we would have known that somebody was suing him? Ah, uh, somebody would try it. Somebody would try it. Well, I don't they'd know. They'd have to file. They'd be. have to file a lawsuit. And we would have we would have seen it. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I would, it wouldn't surprise me. What is the what is the need to try to look like? Oh, we are so smart, it, dude! I look you. Have you tried to trade? You and I talked about this. He made it into a into a into a thing that had value that had potential value. True. So. If you want to go ahead and trademark that and hope hope to exploit that value that you added to the phrase, I'm good with that. I don't have a problem with that. But when you get rejected and then say, no, 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 see, we we actually planned on getting rejected. <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm just not seeing it. And by the way, the, the Ohio State, Ohio State tried to get the, I don't think just the the, the, the word itself, but the as connected to Ohio State, they tried to get that trademarked. That was rejected too. And I put both of them in the same camp in probability of them getting trademarked, which is even below the 1% that I give LeBron playing in the Olympics. It sounds like, like, a, like a diehard fan came up with that idea. Who in administration or the AD, just this diehard Egotistical idea. We are the you. We not, not Miami, not anywhere no. else, and then all these other there's thousands of universities. We are the. I know you feel that way, but did you think they were going to let you just just run away with the name? Yeah, you kidding me? By the way, the fact that Brooke Lopez played four and a half minutes against France, Mason Plumley played like a minute, Miles Turner I think only played like ten minutes or so. I mean, they went with the Harrison Barnes and Jalen Brown. Pop went super, super small. As a former big man in the NBA, what does it say to you that we got beat, Team USA, got beat by bigs from other countries and we we went the other direction because quite clearly our bigs could not compete? Well, you didn't have time to... To kind of figure it out and what do i mean you know gobert is is very valuable because he knows how to run a pick and roll he's put himself in a situation where he's really good at international play and if you're Plumlee or lopez and they're going at you every time in pick and roll you you can't play so you know pop tried to go to a lineup that could switch multiple screens pressure the basketball and that's what you do you switch screens when you're scared to get beat you switch screens when I don't have enough time to teach you, you know, how to show or how to hedge and go under and all these adjustments. Switching is I don't it, it takes a lot of effort. Don't get me wrong. There's where a lot of teams make a mistake, but it's the easiest concept 
defensive play. So you got to understand him going small. But Plumlee doesn't mind jumping out on switches. I think uh, he he just went he just went small, man. He just tried something different. Hmm. Uh... Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Is... This isn't going to have any reflection on Pop moving forward as the Team USA coach. No, it can't, man. Look what he had. I mean, and it, and it actually wasn't a bad run, Rick. I mean, it, I mean, obviously, man was going to be by Turkey. Yeah, but dude, well, yeah, Turkey tricked off free throws. Like, dude, the dude missed like four free throws, bro. <laughs> but it's a different level of game, man. And Turkey had NBA players too, so. No, don't just go go throwing that out like it was just turkey, like a a bunch of little little Turkish guys running around, you know, hooping up. Like these are NBA players over there, bro. Yeah, no, they 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 had a couple. It's again, I'm it's it's just I don't know that this team distinguished itself by the way that it played. It it was what I expected it to pl- it to be, especially in the way they lost to France where Donovan Mitchell was great for three quarters, didn't score a point in the fourth. They didn't really have anybody else to go to. Jason Tatum was still hurt. Uh, Kemba Walker was two for nine, was just not very good overall. This is the question that I have. When you look at performances, whether it's Kemba Walker, and everybody was kind of getting hot about him because of how he played earlier in in the tournament, do you take any reference point for what we should expect in this NBA season from Donovan Mitchell? Say Donovan Mitchell and the and the uh, and the Jazz, or you know, here, here's the other thing. I mean, Team USA, you could say, got upset. They were the number one ranked team, even though people thought that Serbia was was the best team. Serbia got knocked out too. They're 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 playing each other for for fifth place, and Serbia's got. All kinds. They've got Bogdanovich and uh, Jokic and Marjanovic. I mean, they they've got a ton of NBA talent too, and they lost and they got upset. And I don't know how it's playing there, but certainly Team USA isn't the only NBA star laden. I mean, we were talking about it before the show. Kemba Walker, who was a situational All Star, was if I'm looking at the roster correctly, was the only all-star on Team USA. Serbia had Jokic. I mean, they could they could at least match them all-star for all-star. And yet, they didn't go any any further. I mean, it, it's tough, man. These dudes are in like, a, like one or done type of situations, Rick. And like when I tell you they are playing like as hard as they can possibly play, yeah. like these dudes are, are putting it out there, Rick. Like they are putting it out there. Like you got to understand, this is a different type of basketball. They're used to playing two games a week and practicing twice a day. So when you get out to international company uh, competition, these guys are going to be playing 
and all, on all cylinders, and especially against Team USA, man. And you got a lot of guys who hadn't had experience at this level, right. hadn't seen how detailed the game is. And, you know, as you pointed out the flaws, you know, defensively and what they what they had, they didn't have another big other than Miles Turner that could kind of get out and hedge and show on, on, on screens and play. Yeah, the other part is, and this, I, I love this about uh, Evan Fournier, he plays with a chip on his shoulder yes, when, he's he in, does. when he's in the NBA and doubly so when he's playing for France. He's he's one of those guys who has always felt like he is looked down upon. And he goes back to even the Denver day, like when he was drafted by Denver and they were like, he, he told me about the, remembers the article, newspaper article that like busted on the, on the nuggets for drafting him. He has, he's maintained that chip and no doubt he had it in this game. And as you said, that, that, that's the whole thing. Like this France team, these guys in France, they're now legends. They are legends. Oh, I don't want to say Tony Parker's a legend. They, no, in France, in France, in France, these guys are legends because they took down the big bad USA. The guys who won the exhibition in Australia, they will be forever remembered for having won. It sounds funny, having beaten Team USA in that exhibition. If Team USA, on the other hand, if they had won the whole thing and won gold, do you think we'd be looking at Miles Turner and Kemba Walker and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart and Mason Plumley as legends? No. We would have been looking at them like, oh, you guys, well, you guys did what you were supposed to do. Good for you. Now, if there's if this was the Olympic team, yeah. If right. they won the Olympics like that, yeah. Not the World Cup. If they won the Olympics with that squad, they 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 be legends. No, 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 yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this isn't no. like this isn't like Lamar Odom and Carlos Boozer, those guys on the team. Like it's, they it's would be considered close. legends. It's pretty close. It's pretty if close. They, if they won the Olympics, I believe that would give them legendary status. I do, I do. If this exact team was able to pull that off, so was able to- so do you think that the redeem team, that those guys like. Kevin Durant and that whole squad are are legends because they were on the redeem team or because of what they've done in the NBA. Little bit of both. I mean, it counts, man. Dude, think about Carmelo Anthony. We are still talking about Carmelo's gold medal, like to this that's day. Because like, the only, that's it's the only thing we have to talk about when yeah, it comes to championship. championship, man. You say they had no we weight. Still, come on, come on, Rick. We still his. Going to the Western Conference Finals with the Nuggets as the high mark and going into that Lakers in that series with the Lakers as the favorite, uh, I would say is still a high a greater accomplishment. His scoring is still viewed as a greater accomplishment, his scoring in the NBA, than the fact that he won a, a gold medal. Well, let's scoring do, without let's, winning is let's, just selfish. Let's well, okay. So you can, I mean, we can we can get into the semantics of it. But the bottom it line is, nobody, nobody's nobody's saying that Carmelo Anthony is or debating whether he's a Hall of Famer or not, and starting the argument with he won a gold medal. Yeah, yeah. That's no, it. they yes. are not starting the yes. argument with that. It it validates him winning and being a part of that. People will it use validates when it comes to the basketball hall career. of fame. 
they will use his winning an NCAA title with Syracuse. Yeah, all three levels. As, all three levels. That that for sure puts him in. Well, but he hasn't. He didn't win a. He didn't win a ring with in the NBA. So yeah. I mean, two for three, Rick. I mean, gosh. <laughs> Do you think, by the way, so do you, so are you you all in? I, I didn't know we were going to go here, but I'll I'll throw it out there. Are you all in? Carmelo Anthony's uh, a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yes. Basketball Hall of Fame. You say yes. that you say that positively, but you don't say that confidently. You're like yeah. yeah I thought it was like, the, like obvious. Like Dwight Howard is going to be a Hall of Famer. Like I thought this was just was like like common knowledge, bro. Yeah, I'm not arguing. I think he will be, but I I understand those who question should he be. Actually, I with Carmelo Anthony, I don't question it. You brought up Dwight Howard. Hmm, man, I know that he was the leader of a team that got to the conference finals. I think he's got he's got some numbers defensively that are really good, and he you know you know multi year All Star. This so is he- this is one of those instances where. The farther you, the farther you get yeah, he's away. He's got some numbers that are pretty good, Rick. I I'm, I, I understand that. Good. And the further you get away from knowing firsthand, kind of everything that happened with his career, when you take when you take the 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 human weirdness of his career out of it, and you just look at the numbers, you can talk yourself into putting him in the Hall of Fame. But he's had a, such a weird co- career, and a lot of it done by his own hand. Yeah, you're right. No, no, he he definitely hurt himself with the trades and the moves. Uh, but, but I'm just saying, Carmelo, that's the first thing you bring up. Like, oh, no, no, he's not a ball hog. He's not selfish. You want to go medal with, with, with those guys. So uh, I think he really – and he played well, man. He was a big part of it. So I think he answered a lot of questions there, and that's the first thing that guys go to. Uh, okay. I'm not, I'm not arguing. I just – for those that feel like – you're slightly arguing. Well, I I'm not arguing it, but I am giving room for those who would ask the question. Like you you are saying it's a no-brainer. And on one level because I look at all the guys that are in the Hall of Fame and I would say yes on that on for that reason. But I he he doesn't strike me as a no-brainer. Uh, I, I think he gets in. I would vote him in. I, I don't think he's a first ballot. I'm not sure he's a first ballot. Maybe second. Second time around. But I, don't th- I don't think it matters how you get there, bro. Well, yeah, I think there's I think there's I think the honor of as soon as you're eligible, you're in. I think there I think that there's some separation there when it comes to it. Um all right. I boy, I love how Whenever we list the roster, the Team USA roster, we list all the players who withdrew. Now let's take a look at this. I want to throw some of these names out here, um, and this is where I think, like with a Clay Thompson being hurt, that's how Jerry Colangelo gets around uh, what he said to me about that they're going to stay young. Um, Marvin Bagley, Bradley Beal, Anthony Davis, Andre Drummond, De'Aaron Fox, Eric Gordon, James Harden. Montrez Harrell, Tobias Harris, Kyle Kuzma, Damian Lillard, Kevin Love, Kyle Lowry, CJ McCollum, Paul Millsap, Julius Randle, and PJ Tucker. If a Tucker was legit, he had an ankle injury. I think he really wanted to play. I don't know how much of a difference he would have made. 
Um, of those guys that I mentioned, is there anybody there that you go, if he was on the team, they would have won gold? Give me one, give me one guy. By the way, LeBron James was not even listed among the players to withdraw. He, he was a hard pass. There's nobody on that list that, to me, says this was going to be gold. I, I will say P.J. Tucker would have been a real addition uh, hmm. defensively, but he wouldn't have been up enough to get gold, man. What about Harden? He would have been enough. Harden? Yeah. I feel as if they were missing a go-to guy in need situations that could have helped. And I know that the way he plays, it would have been easy it, for these international teams to load up on him. Yeah, James definitely would have. That wouldn't have been in question. What what they really would have and James will make the right play. What what they really needed was experience. Hmm. And that's why there's a value in guys who have gotten gold medals, who have been there before. That was surprised that, you know, I thought it was – I don't know how you feel. I just – I personally thought it was a perfect timing for Carmelo to be on the team. Because he has experience, he can talk guys through situations. He's played big minutes uh, in, in these deals. And even if he doesn't play the bulk of minutes, he can kind of weather the guys through the storm. And I thought that was ignorance on behalf of USA Basketball for not bringing him. Yeah, I just, when he was at his best, when he's been at his best, it's because he didn't have to be the leader. When, the, when he was in Denver, Chauncey was the leader of that team. And he had pros around him. And you could just let Melo be what he is as a player, and he was great. Same on the Olympic team. And you had Jay Kidd, and you got Kobe, and now you just let Melo be the scorer that he can be. And you don't ask him to set the tempo. You don't ask him to be a leader. You don't ask him to make other guys better. We're going to make you the best you can be. And when you when when Melo is, man, there's nobody, there's arguably nobody better inside outside as a score when he's got it going. So I I mean maybe I probably KD, but Melo's right there. When he's when at his at his best, he was he was as dynamic a scorer as as there is. That's where I just I'm not sure that bringing him into this situation was was going to work. Uh I I it's just and you needed to be in shape and you needed to ah, defensively. Where where are you playing him? Played four and, and I saw Melo. I saw Melo a couple. Like of, he, he could have, if he was willing to play the four, he'd still be in Oklahoma City. He played and, the four the first time around. He knows he's not a three no more. He don't want to be chasing guys around the perimeter. Well, but if you're gonna play four, then you got to play. You, you, you're going to have to yeah. bow up on somebody and you're going to have to slide your feet and you're going to have to help a little bit. Melo's a bully. He likes to be physical. That, that, the well, offensively, he likes to be physical. I said physical. And, and that, not taking shots. We don't question that. Man. I, I know you're not a Melo fan, obviously. No, I am a Melo. I actually am a, Mel- I am a Melo fan, but I also feel as if where he finds himself right now is everybody wants to say, oh, it's an, it's an outrage that he's not in the NBA. Melo did this to himself. He did it as much as somebody the other day put out a, a clip of Allen Iverson in his last season and like how quick he was. And he, he could have, he had more left in the tank. Yeah, he did. He did. But he didn't have enough in, left in the tank to be the Allen Iverson, just as Carmelo Anthony doesn't have enough left in the tank to be Carmelo Anthony. 
they could still contribute and play in meaningful ways. But they ain't stars anymore. They're not, they're not guys that you build your team around. And I just never got the sense that either they were capable of taking that step the way Grant Hill and Jason Kidd did, or that they wanted to. I don't know which one it was. But in any case, they, they didn't. So that's why Mello was on the outside looking in. There's two teams that had a thought they had a role for him and it and it and it didn't fit. So everybody else is looking at it and going, at, at his age, like is the risk worth the reward? That's ultimately the question. For USA basketball, I believe yes. For okay. an NBA well, team, I I would believe yes, but as long as the expectations, I think we're saying the same thing, the expectations are in place. Well now that I, I talk with Melo, he just wants to play. I talked to him fresh out of my, he was just wants to play basketball. And he wants the biggest thing from him. The message he sent to me is that he wants to be treated and judged fairly. And there are all these narratives that have gone around about him that because he hasn't jumped out to dispel them, they just been taken as true. And that's tough. And I think for what Chauncey did, wasn't right at all in the sense that, yes, he answered his question, but he brought up a guy who was 20 years old and not thinking about nothing but himself. Right. And at 33, 34 years old, me and Melo, I think we're the same age, you can't say that's the same guy. Me at 24, 22 was a mess. Me at 34, a completely different person and as, uh, for Melo, you're trying to get back to the NBA. It's just wrong to bring up, hey, man, you used to do that. Like, Rick, imagine you're looking for that. Well, Rick in his 20s. Oh, God. He didn't, he didn't like to finish his, his, yeah. his papers on time. I'd have to get them in, an hour before <laughs> the deadline. Like, like, come on, man. Like, this, this, this dude's a grown man. Yeah. We don't want to go back to my 20s. It, was, it wasn't pretty. Thank God we didn't have, we didn't have uh, smartphones back then. Yeah. Oh, no, there Whew. we go. No that's doubt. A, that's a you know pod in itself. We are going to end it there because <laughs> that is a road I choose not to go down right now. And you're right. It would be a, be another podcast. It would not be a sports podcast. I don't know what it would be. It would be sporting, but, but not a sports right. podcast. Lifestyle. Right. That does it for this episode of Buker and Hollands, uh, the second try. It was successful. It has been recorded. You are going to get an opportunity to listen to it because obviously – if you're listening to it right now, you know that we're doing it again. It's been a success. Yeah, we're not talking <laughs> you and me both, brother. A five uh, minute pod. By the way, hope you appreciated uh, our work. And uh, if so, please rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Just hit the number of stars, leave a comment, and then screenshot that and send it to us at Buker Friends. And you'll be, we can do something for you. You'll be eligible to win some prizes. All right. Um, in the next podcast, I am, it, it will be post week two, weekend two of uh, NFL action. And we will certainly get into that. We'll also be closing in on the NBA training camps and what, uh, what that looks like. If we're going to have any more movement, Chris Paul is indeed going to start the season in Oklahoma City. We shall see, but we'll get into all of that. Just with our schedules, not sure whether it's going to be Buker and Blackman, Buker and Hollins, or Buker Friendless. Also have a couple guests that we're lining up uh, coming up. So 
uh, as they say, stay tuned. And in the meantime, as always, thanks for listening. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.